We're here at the studios of WMSC at Montclair State University in Upper Montclair. And my guest today is Tom Kaminsky, a Cranford resident, who is, as many of you know, a traffic reporter on WCBS 880. Tom, welcome. Well, thank you, Bernie. It's good to see you again. Tom and I go way back, yes, back we do. to uh, the 1980s, early 1980s, when uh, we first uh, ran into each other. And that's where we both really got involved with traffic in the first place. Tom, tell me a little bit about how you first got involved with being a traffic reporter. Well, the way that I even found out about the old shadow traffic network was uh, through – I was helping out one of uh, one of my student colleagues here at Montclair State. Uh, he was doing a, a video shoot, and he asked me if I would come along and run camera for him. This is back in 1982. And he knew uh, our mutual friend, Joe Bierman, and uh, that was going to be his student project. So I came up, and, um, and I had always wanted to be in radio. That was one of the things that I, I loved. I always loved radio, but really didn't have any idea as to how I was going to be getting into it. Uh, I went up to the Shadow Traffic Studios, or down to the Shadow Traffic Studios at the time, they were in, in Union uh, on Route 22, and walked in and all of a sudden realized that this might be a way because I saw, I had no idea of how traffic information was collected, how it was broadcast, and this the, the entire thing just really opened my eyes to a, an angle of the radio business and of the broadcasting business that I up until then did not know existed. And I think like many of us who ended up having careers being traffic reporters and being involved with traffic, we never really planned on being a traffic reporter. A lot of folks planned on being DJs. In my case, I wanted to be a newscaster someday. So it was a little bit of a surprise, I think, if you were to uh, have told the college student, Tom Kaminsky, that your career is going to be as a traffic reporter. I don't think you would have believed that. Oh, probably. I absolutely <laughs> never would have guessed that in a million years. But um, at, when I graduated Montclair State in, in 1984, uh, my first job, I was hired three days out of, my, uh, out of graduation at, uh, at Shadow Traffic. To give you an idea of the circuitous route that this business can take, my first job was not on the air. It wasn't even close to being on the air. I was a driver for Shadow, which at the time, as you know, we had a fleet of vehicles and we had two-way radios in them and a bag of uh, uh, Hagstrom maps to make sure that we didn't get lost. And uh, that was what I did for the first two and a half years there at, uh, at Shadow. Uh, wound up then moving inside as, uh, as one of the producers and um, still didn't do any on-air work. Uh, that would not actually come until I got to WCBS. Um, I went to WCBS in 1988. And even then, my job was not to be on the air doing a traffic report. My job was to just sort of oversee the traffic information. And uh, the, the on-air job actually came later that year in 1988 when um, our, our mutual friend Joe Nolan uh, left WCBS and uh, decided to uh, go back to, uh, to his friends at ABC and work there. And the spot opened up, and that was how I wound up being on the air. And it's interesting, thinking back to the technology that we used back in the early 1980s and what we have today, the early 1980s, obviously before the internet existed, before traffic cameras existed, some of the tools that we had to depend on were airplanes that would fly over the suburbs uh, reporting on traffic information. We had spotters, didn't we, at the uh, World Trade Center and the Empire State we Building? We had spotters at the Trade Center and uh, and at, the, at Empire. And the other thing that we had was we did have that shadow innovation that we had called shadow boxes. And basically that 
that allowed us to bring in CB radio signals from all around the tri-state area and listen to them at our base. So we could have CB radio transmissions and, and truckers giving uh, traffic information on the LIE in Suffolk County, and we would be able to hear it uh, in, uh, in Union, New Jersey. And that was a huge innovation at the time and uh, went a long way. That was really kind of the earliest type of crowdsourcing that that there was when you think about it, to be able to hear what people were saying and get these reports and then use that information and turn it around and, and, and give it to uh, give it to folks that in a usable form. And one of the interesting things with those shadow boxes, and again, for people who maybe are a little bit too young to remember what CB was like back in the 70s and the 80s, but many people had CB units in their vehicles, not just truckers, and they would share traffic information. I think it was Channel 19 was the channel that they used to share traffic information. But we could also, with a touch-tone phone, actually transmit over those remote CB units and ask questions and, you know, try to sound like we're truckers ourselves. Hey, breaker, breaker, uh, 19, <laughs> how, how are we looking on that uh, BQE? How's that double-decker doing? <laughs> Great stuff. But again, this is, the, this is how the technology carries you forward. And now we are, we are at the point where, you know, we're gathering information from, from GPS uh, units and uh, from we have lots of cameras to look at. But, uh, you know, my favorite way of doing it is still just getting in the air and flying every day. Because uh, that's 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 my favorite way of doing it. 